Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 536 and the Rolling Stones with Baxton Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I was trying to pull up the forecast for you here. But let me see if uh, if I can get it. Do you have it in front of you? Do you, do you have yours in front I of you? I do. Um, Why don't you tell us what the weather's going to be like, Baxton? I'm not so sure you're going to like it. Uh, rain this afternoon and yes. a possibility of thunderstorms, which yes. is good because the farms need it. Well, that rain dance I was doing the other day really worked out. Uh, a high of 85 tonight. Thunderstorms will continue early. Low of 66. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy. And uh, a high of 86. It's 72 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, loads, in fact. Um, and uh, later this week, we've got some big-time, big-name guests, too. Yes, we do. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. We also have Mike Quincy, which is the biggest name of them all. On well, Thursday. that's what I was talking about. Uh, we, I'll also tell you the story how I nearly got stranded in Worthington. Of all the horrible places to go. Not really horrible. Uh, it's not like a horrible place to be, but to be stuck there, that would be horrible. Well, we'll find out about that and some other stuff today. It's 537. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirt. It's 549 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 84. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Lindsay Lohan and her husband Bader Shamus had a baby. A baby boy. They named him Luai, which means shield or protector in Arabic. Um, his name, the dad's name is Bader? Bader, B-A-D-E-R. Mr. Bader? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I believe he worked on a uh, on a, sh- a diving ship uh, in the Navy, and he was the master, uh, master Bader. Was he some sort of coxswain? Yes, he was. And he swabbed the poop deck many I'm, times. I'm sure that's true. Yeah, members of Lindsay's family are reportedly on their way to the Middle East to meet him. Uh, Lindsay and Bader got engaged in November of 21 and were married uh, last year. Oh, good for her. She's yeah, turning her nice. life around. That's good. Well, yeah, you, you always kind of, everybody kind of assumed that she would just OD and, you know, go the way of Amy Winehouse or anybody else at uh, or Kurt Cobain. You know, what is well, that, 27 Club? Yes. Well, well you know, some, some people uh, are able to turn their lives around, clean yeah. up, yeah. You know, sober up, dry out. Well, hey, if she did it, good for her, you know? Now she's got a baby. A baby. With Bader. Uh, Sophia Vergara and Joe Mang... I don't even know how to say his last name. Doesn't matter. Uh, are getting divorced. After and, that's why, and that's why it doesn't matter. Yeah, because she didn't take his name anyway. So it's not like she's got to change everything on yeah. her checks or anything like that. And the only thing that really matters is the dudes are saying, hey, maybe there's a chance for uh, for us now. Uh, a so-called source says they've been, quote, growing apart for a while now. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She's a... Uh, she makes me grow apart, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you, don't, you don't want to know what part that is. Yay! Michael Sarah almost quit acting in 2007 because he couldn't handle his rising fame. He says people weren't respectful of him or his space, and he didn't know how to establish his own boundaries. Okay. Well, the good news is there's always money in the banana stand. There is always money in the banana stand. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I want to save that for the end. That's a Kim Kardashian thing. Okay. Uh, ABC has announced its first ever Golden Bachelor. His name is Jerry Turner, and he's a 71-year-old retired restaurateur who lives on a lake in Indiana. He has two daughters and two granddaughters. He will try to find love among a group of women 65 and older. Now, see that? No, no, no. Yeah. You got to yeah. go with he should find love with a, a 30 to 40-year-old woman. See, the thing to me that would make this guy the least attractive is the fact you have to live in Indiana. Yeah. You might have to relocate there. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, like, that that should be always in the back of your mind. Yeah. Look, this guy might be Mr. Wonderful, but he lives in Indiana. Yeah, I mean, if you like nothing but flat earth, that's it. Uh, Turner was married to his high school sweetheart for 43 years, but she died in 2017. He says, quote, for a while it was like I was having a hard time figuring out if she would be okay, but we always told each other when one of us goes, we want the other to be happy. She's up there rooting for me saying, yeah, Jerry, do this. Exploit your life and our family. That's exactly what I wanted. Take all that misery yeah. and find a way to... To, uh, to manipulate it the best you can. A premiere date for The Golden Bachelor has not been announced yet, but doesn't that not sound like the donkey punch or something? The Golden Bachelor? Oh, I gave her The Golden Bachelor last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is probably a little bit more sanitary than a, than a Blumpkin or the uh, Golden Parachute. She's got, she's got a little sweet stank to her. It's, it's beautiful. The Golden <laughs> Bachelor. <laughs> Uh, Ariana Grande and her husband are separated now, too. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, Matt Damon named uh, the three most significant relationships in his life his wife. Good choice, buddy. Yeah, right. You can know the choice. Imagine if he didn't say that. Yeah. If he didn't include her. If he just said Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck and, and money. <laughs> <laughs> no, his wife, the guy he founded his water access charity with, and, of course, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, at least Ben's third. Again, well, I would have put him second behind the water guy. No, because you don't want to make it look like you're really like he really wants him to be number one on that list. But he's married. How he do you? But how do you just you know randomly choose the water guy? Well, because that's like that's his. Uh, oh, I gotta make myself you know Man, hey please. I'm charitable and you know doing all this. Listen, stuff. everybody knows about his you know long term friendship with Ben Affleck. Yeah, most people probably say, well, why isn't he a little bit higher? I mean, okay. Maybe not as high as the wife, but he's at least number two. Yes. Speaking of number two, The Golden Bachelor premieres. Uh... <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Number one in the number, yeah, number two, two spot. Yeah, yeah how about that? Uh, let's see. A woman named Angie Nyquist won the July 5th episode of Jeopardy. And ever since her victory, some fans have been calling her the hottest contestant ever. Okay, let me just take a look at... Uh, oh, they don't even have a... Nyquist? Yeah. You said? Okay. I mean, she's pretty. Okay, the hottest of all Jeopardy. Uh, well, I mean, you know, yeah. It's, I mean, think it, about what you're talking about it's here. It's spelled Angie, A-N-J-I-N-Y, like NyQuil. 
Nyquist. I, uh, I mean, she's an attractive lady. Don't get me wrong, but I would not say she's the hottest. Yeah, but it's been. But it's the hottest of all the contestants that have been on Jeopardy. Okay, I, I, I guess. But you're narrowing it down. It's not like she's the hottest chick that ever uh, play on TV. No, no. There's been there's been other game show contestants that are quite fetching. Anyway, she recently did one of these Ask Me Anything chats, and surprising, and not surprisingly, some perverts showed up, and they asked her if she'd consider joining OnlyFans. It sounds like that won't be happening. Angie says, quote, I mean, that's not my style, but it was flattering. She adds, quote, you're not, you're going to get some nice people and you're going to get some creeps. I've been getting DMs from random men. It's not what I was expecting. That's for sure. Creeps on OnlyFans. Who's got the to reach out to a contestant on Jeopardy <laughs> as if you know them yeah, or they're going to yeah. go, oh my God, yes, let me just drop, let me just open my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really have a chance here yeah. with this contestant on Jeopardy. Speaking of uh, opening her legs, uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, her line of skims wear uh-huh. you know, is being praised for saving the life of a woman who was shot four times. Really? Because it was like almost like a body armor kind hmm. of thing. You must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was shot that many times was when Ray J gave me the pop shot squeegee boy in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Uh, do we have a description of that? It's like a money shot. <laughs> okay. But popping wheelies on the chin. Ah, yeah. there you go. And uh, Caitlin? Whatever got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had snowballs at the Creamy Beaver. A nice ice cream stand. Out <laughs> I bet it is. But it's on Route 10 and 202. <laughs> I had uh, I had a stinky batch of froth cabbage. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had a big giant bowl of the bearded clam chowder. Oh, there you go. Wait a minute. There's yeah. a hair in my soup. Ma- Manhattan style, not in New England. <laughs> we got to make it a little gross. It's <laughs> that's. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you don't want it to be too clean. <laughs> That's right. We're trash and rock 102. Ah! Crumbs to the wind. Grab an oats and honey crunchy bar to find out. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember yesterday when I told you the Red Sox were in a two-way tie for fourth place in the American League East, which is still technically last place if you wanted to split hairs? Yeah, well, today is a different day, and the Red Sox have captured sole possession of fourth place following an epic, historically magnificent performance by pitcher Nick Pavetta against the worst team in baseball, the soon-to-be-vacating Oakland A's. Last night, the Red Sox pounded Oakland with a 7-0 shutout, racking up 10 hits when Oakland could only manage one. Now you might say, all right, Baxi, big whoop. Everybody beats Oakland. And while I'll say that is certainly true, the A's barely face that sort of roundhouse beating that they took last night from Pavetta. To start the game, Brendan Bernardino pitched two scoreless innings for the Sox, but in the third, Pavetta gets on the mound where he blasted Oakland for the next six innings with 13 strikeouts, not a single hit, and just two walks. Only two other times in Red Sox history has a pitcher struck out at least 10 batters without giving up a single hit. Hideo Nomo in 2001 and Smokey Joe Wood in 1911. He also set a new team record for the most strikeouts ever recorded in a single relief performance, topping Diego Segui in 1974 and Dick Raditz in 1963. Granted, 
This was against the Oakland A's, who have the single worst record in baseball with just 25 wins and 71 losses, and the worst team batting averages in the, in the game at 211. I mean, there's a reason they're 31 and a half games out of first place, but there's also a reason they're leaving Vegas. But even they've never faced the sort of flesh-shredding buzzsaw that Nick Pavetta was playing with last night. No, sir, that was one for the ages. And I wouldn't take anything away from his performance last night, no matter how astonishingly dreadful the opposition might have been. And they were. And if that wasn't exciting enough for you, they got two more games left to go in this series. And that can only mean great things. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What is ever for dinner tonight? You can grill it, roast it, smoke it, bake it with a big green egg. See Michael at the East Lawn Meadow Rockies. He's the Rockies' big green egghead. Guy knows his big green egg inside and out. Good people and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 612. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be cloudy and then uh, thunderstorms and rain throughout the rest of the day. High of 84 tomorrow. Hey, that thing comes back out again. The sun. Uh, high of 84. I, uh, I'd like to say I'm not aware of it, but uh, it was out a little bit yesterday and I sweat my ass off. Yeah, but it was nice to see it, wasn't it? Yeah, except I sweat my ass off. So you yeah. got there's a little bit of good and bad in both. I uh I mowed the lawn yesterday because I had to, because if I didn't, then today would be another day of rain. Right. Uh, so I had to just knock it out. It's like that. That people are like, oh, take advantage of the of the sunny days. Yeah, I'll take advantage of the sunny days by working and mowing my <laughs> lawn because I can't enjoy any other sunny day because it's been rain. Yeah. Um. Over the weekend, uh, Saturday I uh, was, I was, uh, I was asked to uh, kind of DJ and host this uh, benefit for a guy who uh, unfortunately has uh, has cancer and uh, it's stage four. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of cancer; it doesn't really matter. It's stage four; it's not not good, you know. Um, but uh, it was a nice day out, uh, you know, up in Worthington. This guy, you know, lives in my area, uh, and uh, a lot of people came out. They did like raffles and things like that, and uh, he was there. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the guy, his name is Jed, and uh, and it was it was a like kind of a bittersweet day, you know. I understand. People who, uh, you know, I, I empathize a lot with that, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, with, with that kind of situation, and uh, you know, it just it sucks to to watch the after somebody watch somebody go through that. Uh, but you know what? We're we're a good community out there, and we we support uh, each other. And uh, it was a good, it was a good day. It was at the Worthington Rod and Gun Club. It already sounds great. The place is nice. Is it really? It's like you wouldn't even know this place was there. It's like off the kind of a little off the beaten path, and uh, it's this big, huge, like you know, field, wide open field, and they got a big pavilion there, and they got a you know place to yeah, you know, it's a little, little barbecue uh, type of. Okay, setting out there, which was pretty cool. They got Kino? No, I don't. It's not. It's a private club. So foosball, it's not, foosball, maybe. Ooh, maybe I don't. I know. might have to join. Yeah. I know they got the like cornhole and stuff like yeah, that. Cornhole's a solid game. So anyway, uh, you know, we, uh, we this thing wraps up. Uh, you know, uh, Saturday afternoon, probably like five thirty or so. And uh, I I bought this truck probably a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. And 
I had some issues with it. I, I knew there was issues when I bought it, and I had to fix it. And I had this guy come over. Uh, he helped me. Uh, you know, get, it was it was something with the battery and whatever. It's long story short, it was fixed. But the problem was, it wasn't able to pass inspection because you have to like have the battery working all the time, sure. and, and the thing needs to uh, register for the emissions testing or whatever they're doing it. So I, now I had to like drive this thing before I go get it inspected to put some miles on it. Well, I go, I, I do my thing on, on Saturday. I go all the way up there, pack the truck up, bring it up there, and then uh, I'm leaving, and I get like a mile away from this rod and gun club. Yeah. And uh, I'm like looking down at the gauge of the gas. There ain't no gas left. No gas? Well, there's some gas in there because it's still running. But not enough to get back to where you need to go. But it's on E, the light is on, and the and the and it's below the E. I oh, have yeah. been below the E before. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm still at least 12 miles away from my house. Now, And I- granted, it's all downhill to my house from sure. Worthington, but. Uh, I don't want to be stuck out in the middle of the hill towns. No, I don't know how it is on your truck, but I know like yeah. in, like uh, in some vehicles that light doesn't go on unless you've got twenty miles left on the tank. Uh, yeah, but the light probably had been on for a while. Ah, yeah, that's probably. But I, it was like one of those things that I just didn't even think of because I don't get in it every day. Does Worthington even have? A, something known as a gas station? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Bax, because they don't. <laughs> and I pull up to, and I was like, "Okay, well, uh, at least I, 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 I know the, I know the person that works at that little country store that's there, right? Okay, uh, you know, I've I've met her before, uh, you know, I've I've had a conversation with with her a few times, you know. Uh, so I pull up to that thing, and they have a gas pump outside." But it's a little older gas pump. It's like probably one from the '80s with the rolling letter, the rolling numbers on it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I was like, "Man, is that thing?" As I'm looking, and it looks like it might be in use. So I walk in and I see this this woman that I know, and I said, "Is that gas pump just for decoration?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yes, unfortunately, ah, it is." Yeah. So I explain the situation about how I got uh, you know at least 12 miles to go. I got no gas. I'm like, uh, I guess I could call somebody to drive all the way out here, but that's going to take forever to to give me a can of gas. Sure. And uh, so she goes, well, let, let me let me just call my boyfriend. So she calls her boyfriend. Her name's Lauren, by the way, and the boyfriend's Derek, right? Lauren and Derek. Lauren and Derek. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, within five minutes, Derek comes down, and he and he's got a can of gas. What is going on there in Worthington? He's got a gallon of gas in there. So Where'd I, he get the, well, first of all, there's no gas stations in Worthington. Where'd he get the gas? He got it from Friendly Franks out in Windsor. <laughs> Friendly Franks? Yeah, that's what he was saying. I was like, where's the closest gas station around here? He's like, oh, Friendly Franks out in Windsor, which I have to go to now because apparently they make good chicken sandwiches at Friendly Franks in Windsor. Windsor, Connecticut? Massachusetts. I didn't even realize there was a Windsor, Massachusetts. It's only 10 minutes from Worthington. <laughs> no idea. Did you know there was a Peru out there as well? I did know there was a Peru, yeah. but I know there's a Florida, Massachusetts out here somewhere, too. Uh-huh. There's yeah. a Dalton. There's, uh-huh. a, there's all kinds of uh, uh, towns out there. So he just happened to have, like, 
random cans of well, gasoline, or did he stop no, he by lives, Friendly he, Frank's? They live there. They live in the apart. They live in. Um, they have a gas can like anybody would have a gas can for a lawnmower or hmm. something like that. Wow. So uh, he gives me. He comes down. He's a nice guy. Pours the gas. Uh, you know, because it was one of those stupid. You ever see those stupid gas cans now, where you gotta like learn how to work for the Master Lock Corporation to figure out how to use how to the, open it, yeah. how to use the spout on it, like mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, no, 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 you gotta pour it into this regular old gas can to then pour it into. Because the the nozzle, I, I nobody yeah. really, I, I couldn't figure out how to use the stupid nozzle anyway. So anyway, couldn't you get a decent uh, you know gas can, say like at the uh, a Rocky's Ace Hardware? I'm sure they must have one somewhere near well, Windsor. Okay, but this isn't. Yeah, I don't know if they do or not. Even even Rocky was like, I ain't driving all the way out there. <laughs> you know how much it would cost to ship a truck out there for yeah, inventory? I, I've already got 40 locations. I don't need one more in Windsor. Well, this is this has nothing to even do with like a Rocky's thing. You buy them from any place now. They have these like safe, they're safety nozzles. You know? Yeah. Um. Remember my dad had an old like metal can. It yeah. was a giant can and it said gas on the outside of it and that was it. I I've got a, a gas can that I use from time to time that's it the uh, with the the lid is actually broken. Yeah. So when you're driving it in your car, you got to have to hold on to it so yeah. the gasoline doesn't spill anywhere. I yeah. think that's unsafe. I think it might be too. Yeah. But well, okay, I can see that you make a cap to to so it doesn't spill all over your car. But why do you have to make it so difficult to pour the gas out of the can? I I honestly don't. Uh, yeah. I honestly don't know. Anyway, so uh, you know, Derek, uh, you know, he puts me, fills me up with a gallon of ga- a good old gallon of gas, which saving the day, just enough for me to get home. And I still have a little bit left in there from that. You didn't go to a gas station right away, and, and top it off. No, I didn't need to. Yeah. I guess I could have drove all the way to Russell, but uh, it was the end of the day. I wanted to go home at that point. I, I said, I'll figure I'll go out and get more gas tomorrow. But at least now it's at my home. So I can, if I need to go get a can of gas, I can go get a can yeah. of gas and throw it in there until I get to the gas station. Well, it sounds like this guy, Derek, is kind of a, a hero. Well, both of them are. Yeah, they they both, both are. You're right. You, know, you, you, you save a poor radio guy out in the middle of nowhere. You're in the middle of nowhere when yeah. you're out did, there. Did they realize that you were Steve Nagel from they, Rock 102? Yeah, they, like I said, I, I've, I've talked to her before. I've, I've been in that store before. I see. So, uh, so yeah, we're kind of like, you know, we're uh, whatever. Acquaintances. Acquaintances, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, I was just really uh, thankful that they did that for me and, and got me not stranded up in Worthington. That would have been a hell of a... A hell of a long walk. In yeah. fact, I think you'd still be walking to get back here to work. And then you know what they asked for? You know what he asked for? T-shirts. Yeah. <sighs> like, really? T-shirts? That's the best. You, that's all a you want. A gallon of t-shirt? gas is worth two T-shirts? And yeah, get this. Signed. By who? You and me. Are our T-shirts black right now? No, they're gray. Ah, they're, they're signable. I'd be willing to sign a black T-shirt yeah. and a black sharpie. See how that works out. So, like, say, so, you know, uh, but I'm, but I'm also grateful for the the gesture. But now I got to go ask for T-shirts. You know how hard that is. Uh, yeah, because the uh, the uh, the woman that guards the T-shirts is kind of like a like a like a 
like a rabid Doberman. You, you, yeah, you, know, you know, don't, yeah, don't yeah, want to poke that bear. You don't want to ask her. She'll rip your head off. What? Another T-shirt? I already gave you T-shirts. I gave you one last week. <laughs> <laughs> Starts foaming at the mouth and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a, yeah. Like that's a, why. That's why she's chained to her desk. Yeah, because otherwise she'll yeah. chew on someone's leg. Yeah. Well, she's got that lead where it only brings her out <laughs> to the outside of the door, and you could run away, go yeah, yeah. and do that neener 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 thing. One of these days, somebody's going to unleash <laughs> unleash the hook. But uh, but thanks to uh, to Derek and Lauren up in uh, up in Worthington uh, for saving a- me from from having to call somebody and wait an hour for a can of gas. Steve, this is an inspirational story. I'm so glad you shared it with us here today. Is it inspirational or is it just? No, it's an inspiration. It it shows uh, like a, a neighborly uh, type of uh, mindset. You know, some people well, if you an- started knocking on doors, say, "Hey, you got any gas around here?" <laughs> They'd be saying, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that." Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm at this, uh, I'm at this benefit on Saturday, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of hilltowners all getting together talking. Now we don't like hang out with each other nor on a normal basis. Yeah, we kind of have this mentality up there, going, "Leave us the f alone." Yeah, but if you need something, we'll help you out. You know, that that's the time we'll all get together and help each other out because we're good neighbors like that. But for the most part, that's why we live out there. You know, I know. Yeah, I know. To, to, to get away from society. You know, I know that uh, this woman is telling you that uh, that gas pump is purely decorational. Yeah. I got a, a, a guy who lives on the end of the street uh, from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Guy named Roger. Lived next door to my cousin for many, many years. The two of them were cousins. But, but nevertheless, Roger and I are not technically related. But Roger's the kind of guy that used to put all kinds of decorations in his front yard, yeah. including a gas pump. Really? And... Yeah, it's 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 on a corner lot. And he had one of these driveways that was kind of like a like a crescent shape. Yeah. So it looked like an old fashioned gas pump that people could use. I can't tell that's, you how many times someone would drive into the into his uh, driveway thinking they could fill up. That's the that's deceiving. That's it's, why the fire department doesn't want you putting old fire hydrants in your yard either. Yeah, because they get fooled, and in times of a fire, then they like, oh, this is a fake. Hey, well, they go over to it and they're like, ah, oh, this is just a peephole for the dog. <laughs> Who would do something like this? Oh, there's yeah. another house gone. <laughs> yeah, don't don't use them as decorations, yeah, that's, folks. That's, that's deceiving. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Environmental nonprofit. O28 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown should be able to give you the forecast. Yeah, or, uh, why should you be bothered with that? Uh, but uh, what, what, did you have something else to say? No, I, I, other than to say that a uh, good possibility of comedian Tom Papa uh, later this week. He's got a brand new book. We'll be talking to him about uh, many things, and that is coming up probably either tomorrow or Thursday. All righty then. All righty. All right. Do you uh, want to laugh? Uh, huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Uh, double standards. I cannot stand those. You don't like those things? No. It's like a dog lips, licks himself in public and nobody says anything, right? Right. But when I do it, people go... Dude, what are you doing to your dog, you sick bastard? <laughs> You're not supposed to look your dog no, that way. No, apparently not. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Spring. 632. 
With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today to save with a Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's my Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A man was killed when a shed containing uh, power equipment and uh, gasoline caught fire in Palmer uh, yesterday. And, you know, I'm really frustrated with the Internet in this in this room. I, I, I'm trying to do a story here. Yeah. And this whole thing is just slow. We need an IT guy. Does anybody know an IT guy? Um, we are currently uh, looking for an IT guy. <laughs> yeah. So if you have any IT experience, uh, make sure you submit your resume. Yes, to uh, Rock 102, uh, 45 Fisher Avenue, East Longmeadow, Massachusetts, 0102. Yeah. We'll go so far as to almost put the job posting on our personal Facebook pages. No, we would never do something. We would never sink that low. No. That's an act of total desperation. All right, back to this horrible story over in Palmer. A man was killed when a shed containing power equipment, gasoline, and other items caught fire yesterday. The fire on Westware Road was spotted by a passing motorist at about 1.18 p.m., when firefighters responded, they found the building engulfed and the fire threatening to spread to the nearby house and woods. Uh, four other departments were called to assist. The resident, who has not been identified, uh, was found dead in the shed after the fire was extinguished. The fire cause of the fire is under investigation by the Palmer Fire and Police Department. State police fire investigators assigned to the fire marshal's office and the uh, state police assigned to the Hamden uh, DA's office. Uh, but what a what a horrible, that's awful, horrible thing. Um, the Warren Police Department is seeking the public's assistance in identifying a potential person of interest after responding to an abduction attempt on Monday evening. Around 5.45 p.m., Warren Police received a report of an abduction attempt on a juvenile on Bridge Street. According to the police, surrounding law enforcement agencies as well as Massachusetts uh, State Police are currently searching for a subject described as a tall, thin-built, tan male wearing a brown-hooded shirt, black and white shorts, and red and white shoes. The suspect was last seen fleeing on foot in the area. A photo of the person in question has been shared by a local resident, and any information related to this individual is crucial to the ongoing investigation. In a Facebook post, the police mentioned that the person in the photo may or may not be the person of interest in the potential abduction case. Authorities are urging anyone who may recognize the person in the attached photo to call the Warren police. Uh, and speak to an on-duty yeah. officer. Additionally, they request the public to check cameras in the area of Bridge Street around the noted time uh, frame and report any sightings. You know, it's such a grainy photograph. I don't know. I, I mean, I, if I knew that guy, I, I'm not even sure I'd be able to recognize that somebody I know. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to a cop uh, a couple of weeks ago about that, about, yeah. like, the grainy images, and he was saying, you know, you might not recognize, you go, what is this? I'm just looking at a blur. But there's somebody out there that might go, hey, I recognize that shirt that belongs to my cousin or that's uh -huh. the guy that lives down the street or whatever. So it's not as as useless as it may seem sometimes. Well, I'm not saying there's, it's useless. I'm, I'm just saying that it's, you know, it... it it's not helping the case that much because. But but is it or is that's what I'm saying? Like you know, you put it out there, somebody might recognize. Like, hey, I, I know that guy in that shirt. I suppose. And he kind of looks like him. And then you call your friend. You're like, hey, Tim, were you wearing that uh, that shirt last week uh, with the with the Bob Marley on it? Uh, Wouldn't it be crazy if they find a guy 
that is constantly out of focus, and it's not about the cameras or anything else. That's just the way he looks. That's just the way he looks. He He's looks just like just one big smudge, like a blue, like an image. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Got to got to be somebody out there that looks like that. I've seen people like that. They used to they used to go to mingles all the time. They just look like a big blur because you really don't want to see them in <laughs> well, focus. Well, that's why you never looked into anybody's face. That's right. A uh, Springfield man was convicted in uh, federal court for his involvement in sex trafficking a a minor. 51-year-old Carlos Casillas was uh, convicted on Friday for one count of sex trafficking a minor. Prosecutors say that the investigation into Casillas began in September of 21 when he uh, solicited a 13-year-old girl using Facebook Messenger. At the time, the victim was living in a group home in custody of the Mass Department of Children and Families. Casillas arranged to pick up the girl at home and then brought her to a local motel. Uh, and then they go on to describe what he did, and he's a scumbag. It's yeah. funny how they, they say, Springfield man. Does that make you a man, or does that just make you a big, giant, pervert creep? Well, I, I think that uh, most journalists, um, to avoid being sensational, yeah, will call him a man, just even be- though he should be called a Springfield dirtbag. Springfield dirtbags? Yeah, see, that wouldn't that be that be more dis, uh, more accurate to Disp- call him a dirtbag? But there's a journalistic integrity thing where you're not, he's not, you are uh, you are innocent of being a dirtbag until proven guilty. Yeah, I can see that. You have but to once be. you're once you're on the hook for for charges, you are in fact a dirtbag. Uh, if the skies over your part of central or western Massachusetts look tinted, that's because smoke from Canada's devastating wildfires made a comeback on Monday, lowering the air quality for almost the whole state. I couldn't believe I was watching that again yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, we finally get a day of sunshine, and it's uh, ruined ruined by uh, this Canadian wildfire smoke. Freaking Canadians, man. The uh, Mass Department of Environmental Protection issued an air quality alert due to the concentrations of fine particulates which may approach or exceed levels that are unhealthy for sensitive groups. Yeah, I know we're all, you would think that we're kind of getting used to this now, but you know, on a day like yesterday, yeah. It just, I mean, the the air quality is horrible. It's I mean, it, one, it's hot and humid, and then you can barely breathe because of this choking smog that's in the air. It's gross. Disgusting. When they, when they say sensitive groups, are they like talking about like a a book club who reads dramatic novels and cries over them like that kind of no, sensitive group there are people who um will say that beaches was their favorite film. yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Beaches. by the way i really did like that film uh, still magnolias was a good one that's too. a good one too yeah. yeah you're absolutely right open your eyes shelby open your eyes don't start steve because i'll start crying well i grew up in uh, a house dominated by women so i watched all <laughs> of those crappy crappy films mm-hmm. growing up oh yeah uh and i just like the you know the you know when uh, julia roberts starts having a diabetic episode i'm like oh wow now it's getting good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh so you just be be careful with uh you know you might have to wear a mask can you imagine that we just finished we just doing finished that doing that i'm yeah. not going back to the mask uh, police in Southwick are asking for the public's help in identifying two individuals last week who unlocked, who last week stole two unlocked vehicles and took various items from at least 10 others that were also unlocked. This is becoming like a thing now. Like people are going out to the country and doing this. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people 
who uh, who live in the uh, rural parts of Western Mass who never locked their car and never locked their front door. No. No. That's My, not a good idea. I maybe because I've lived in uh, in Springfield and other cities around the world uh, that I am paranoid enough to lock it no matter where I am. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a lot of, uh, you know, B&Es here in, uh, in Hamden, but I, uh, the doors are locked. I don't, I You're don't, not getting into that building. It's like Fort Knox. I, uh, I don't understand people who don't lock their stuff up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's an invitation to have somebody, some scumbag break into your house and, and steal stuff. If I leave something unlocked, it's usually because there's nothing in there. You know what I mean? I'll lock it even still. Really? Yeah. Oh, I force a habit. Yeah. It's muscle memory. Let's say I got a uh, luggage trunk. Sure. I just leave that. Uh, when I come home from a vacation, I just pull it all out in the driveway, and I take all the clothes out and go inside and wash them, and I just leave all the luggage out on the driveway. Oh, no. It depends. Luggage is very expensive. You know, you can't just leave it out the elements. Oh, I know, but uh, yeah, yeah, sure you can. It's waterproof. Waterproof? Yeah. Dude. I got some bougie luggage. You You must. No. But I got the uh, I got the soft sided luggage. I mean, I'm not going to leave that out. Oh no, I got the hard cased Ricardo from Costco. Really? It was only sixty nine dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, a 46 year old woman in Florida is facing charges after accidentally hitting a random person in the face with her burrito. That's not a euphemism for anything. That's just it was an actual burrito, not my burrito. Right. Yes. Uh, it happened Wednesday at a restaurant in St. Petersburg called Rick's Reef. She was arguing with a guy and threw her burrito at him, but she missed and hit somebody else. Her intended target hasn't been identified, but it might be her boyfriend. He's 66 or 20 years older than her, and they've been having some issues. She just got arrested last month for punching him in the face, but those charges were dropped. They described her as, quote, not cooperative. She's mm. facing charges for disorderly conduct. Did they say, like, where she got this burrito? Well, she was at the restaurant that she was eating at. I got to tell you, I've seen some uh, burritos that yeah. are about the size of a femur. So uh, that's like blunt force trauma to the face. Yeah. You caused some serious. De- you're probably not going to get uh, much going on with, like, if you're, you know, flinging tostadas at somebody. But you hit somebody over the face with a, with a burrito. That's an emergency room visit, as far as I'm concerned. That's a that's a, a, a. I'm trying to think of a good pun for that. I can't to a burrito of, in the face. A burrito in the face. Mm. Uh, Why don't you workshop that? Yeah, for I'll a few workshop. Hours I'll listen, come, I'll workshop come that. I'll come back and we will revisit this again. Perfect. Okay. Your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast. <laughs> See when. When I fall flat, I just go into that. <laughs> it's 71 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Mm-hmm. Rock 102's classic rock. It's 652 and free. And all right now with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 presents the Classic Rock Summer brought to you by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Now through Labor Day weekend, listen to Rock 102 all summer long for the uh, details of how to grab your share of the summer stash of prizes. A $25 gift card to the Hangar Pub giving away one of those every day through Labor Day. And if you want to win... It's stupidly easy. You just go to rock102.com, and then you listen to Pat Kelly every weekday afternoon. It's a classic rock summer brought to you by Leah Toad of Wilbraham, only on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. 
You know, I uh, you know, there's a whole debate out there about uh, transgender people uh, participating in sports. You know, like uh, men who transition into women and then playing women's sports and then you know winning medals. And is it right? There's a whole debate about out there about sure. that. I'm not here to debate that. I'm just here to present to you somebody's opinion about that. Uh, and it happens to be O.J. Simpson, who claims, you know, I like how we all now listen to him yeah. on his opinions of things. Well, he's got a lot to yeah. say. He uh, he claims that he has tried to, quote, stay away from the debate regarding transgender women participating in women's sports, but he couldn't keep quiet any longer, and he even has a plan to address the issue. In a video posted to his Twitter account last week, O.J. made it clear that he does not support transgender women participating in women's sport. And then, uh, so here's a here's just a little bit of uh, of the video. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, there's a subject that I've tried to stay out of, but some yeah, lately it's hard to avoid. I I saw Megan uh, Rapino uh, said that she would love to be competing uh, against um, transgender women, and uh, look, I'm all for it. I think yeah, you be whatever you want to be. Uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. Listen, if you want to be a murderer, you could be a murderer. This is the land of opportunity here. <laughs> Your victims could be anything they identify uh, I as. I remember years ago when I was a tennis player and I saw Dr. Renee Richards compete. Here was a person in their 40s that transgen, and the courts ruled that she could compete. And, hey, she was pretty good. She didn't win any major tournaments. I think she got to a... Now, how can this man get in the water and have a rudder making him faster than all the other swimmers in the <laughs> pool? I don't understand. By the way, if they wind up making out with a waiter at a country club, <laughs> it's okay to stab them. I saw this great video yeah. on TikTok. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. OJ's uh, on, a, on a TV show. It almost looked like a, like a local cable access yeah. show. And uh, it was an interview show, and they were they were taking live phone calls on yeah. this show. And somebody <laughs> asked OJ, OJ, what do you think is a greater accomplishment, running 2,000 yards in a single season for the Buffalo Bills or stabbing two people to death in, in cold blood? And, and know, getting away with and it, getting too. getting away with it. And OJ's like, I I'm sorry. I I'm not so sure I heard the question. Yeah, he, yeah, heard, okay. the qu he heard the question yeah, very well. Clear. We all heard that question. I, I, just, I don't understand why we give these people who are just, like, <laughs> scumbags. Well, just, in this, in this, this is his own social media. Which, I know. Which, but, he sh which should be swatted out of his hands. I don't know if it should be swatted. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in, like, taking away things from somebody. I, I, I'm a huge proponent of free speech. Whether I like what you say or not, yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm I, not saying that it should be a systematic, you know, swatting away of his uh, yeah. social media rights. I'm just saying someone in his life should say, "Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, juice, you know, yeah. you just might, you know, why don't you just take pictures of your food? Yeah, you know, that that but, would be fine. And and like, does he not? He's clearly like a narcissist because he doesn't care that people comment. All of what you were just saying, yeah. like, you know, people who have responses like that. Yeah, it's everybody Everybody else is to blame for his egregious uh, behavior. And if you look at the Twitter thread, it has really nothing to do with anything about <laughs> transgender people. It has everything to do with him murdering two people. Like, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just asking for it. But, but how could you sit there and look at all those comments and decide, 
I think I'm going to make another video. <laughs> People really like to hear what I have to say. I'm sure these negative comments only represent a small portion of the people who really like my work. Yeah. And remember, when your ex-wife is banging a waiter from a country club, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, OJ. <laughs> it's 6.57 at Rock 102. And, this and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll be honest. I've tried to give soccer a chance. I know it's the most popular sport throughout the rest of the planet, but I'm an American. I like what I like. Uh, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, those are sports I care about. Watching a bunch of dudes kick a ball around for 90 minutes, I'm not buying it. So when it was announced that Lionel Messi, arguably one of the greatest soccer players alive, was coming to America to play for Miami in Major League Soccer and getting paid a reported $60 million a year to do it, I chose to stand my ground and completely ignore it like it never actually happened. Well, this Friday, Lionel Messi will make his Inter-Miami debut when they face the Mexican Cruz Azul in the League's Cup in Fort Lauderdale. But I'm sure that's very exciting for some people. I just don't have to share your enthusiasm. However, according to some reports, there are some Lionel Messi fans that are traveling as far as 700 miles to attend this game. And while the average price of a ticket is said to be about $475, some seats are costing significantly more in the secondary market. In fact, the site Vivid Seats is currently listing some tickets at $110,000, which apparently is more than double what Miami drew last year when they opened up the League Cup against Barcelona. It's considered to be the most expensive ticket for any team in Major League Soccer history. Folks, do you realize how many Taylor Swift tickets you could buy for $110,000? I'll tell you exactly how many. A lot. Moreover, I'd like to see the dope that buys those tickets, thinking he's getting some sort of value for it, as if there's some sort of bang for his buck. What I'm trying to tell you is, you would have to pay me $110,000 to drive 700 miles to watch a soccer game, no matter who's playing in it. And you're still another month from the regular season starting. At least those tickets are averaging $288 a shot, and that represents a 700% increase since Miami finished dead last uh, last year. Listen. I don't care if Jason Sudeikis becomes the head coach or they exhume the body of Pele. You're never going to get me to pay $288 to watch a soccer game. And under no circumstances would I be caught paying $110,000 for a ticket to anything. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a dirty deck? A filthy fence? Deck wash? Face, uh, fence wash? Patio wash? House wash. They're all on sale at Rocky. So is Cabot Exterior Stains. Gussy the place up and save a few bucks with mold armor washes and Cabot Stains right now from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today. I'm doing the, I'm doing the, I'm doing the OJ forecast. It's going to be rainy today. But watch out for that stabby lightning out there, too. It's like the juice cast. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody chimed in. They're like, did, did he say transgender or dismember? <laughs> Listen, he can't That's become a, a member of most... Yeah. Uh, 
golf courses right now yeah. because of his his past. It's uh well, I'm sure he'd be uh, he'd be welcomed at uh, maybe uh, what's that uh, what's that place called? The Which golf one? place. It's supposed to be one of these cool golf places, Top Golf or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, one yeah. of those uh, things where you uh, goes out into the thing. Maybe he, he could do that. Yeah, he would. He's pretty good at removing tops. Oh. Oh, the guy said I really hacked that ball up. <laughs> uh, it's 72 in uh, downtown Springfield. Uh, it's happening. It's it's happening. I, I, I was talking about this. Uh, I've been talking about this. The Republican-led uh, House Oversight Committee will hold a hearing on UFOs, officially called Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Next week, okay? Okay. Representative Tim Burchett from Tennessee said that the session is uh, scheduled for July 26th. The hearing comes after Republican lawmakers have promised to look deeper into UAPs following unconfirmed claims from a former intelligence official that the U.S. military had allegedly found crashed alien spacecraft. The Pentagon hasn't uh, has said it hasn't discovered any information to substantiate the claim. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was asked on Monday if he believes in extraterrestrial life in light of Burchett's announcement of the hearing. I will continue to see, McCarthy told uh, reporters with a grin, but I think if we had uh, found a UFO, I think the Department of Defense would tell us because they probably would want to request more money. Uh, I'm sorry, there's already... (laughs) (laughs) There already is a lot of money being spent. Are you you sure... you can't line item everything from a nine ten billion dollar budget, you know. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see whatever facts and information we have. McCarthy continued, "I'm very supporting of letting the American people see what we have, where we go." Burchett, who is leading the panel's inquiry into the UAPs with fellow GOP hardliner Anna Paulina Luna of Florida, have previewed the hearing last week. We're going to have professionals in here, and we're getting blowback from some of the alphabet agencies. He claimed uh, to reporters without elaborating further. I, I, that's the other thing. Why say something like that and then don't back it up with anything? Well, because he, these are politicians, and it, politicians yeah. are rarely likely to give you real answers to real questions. Yeah, uh, he said, "I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of government that does not trust the people." He said when pushed by a press for more detail. Earlier this year, the Pentagon office tasked with reviewing UAPs said it had looked at more than 800 cases dating back decades, but hadn't identified any th- uh, that could be attributed to alien origin. Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, the director of All Domain Anomaly uh, Resolution Office, well, that's an alphabet agency, right. the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, told the Senate <laughs> subcommittee in April only a very small percentage of UAP reports could be described as anomalous. The uh, majority of unidentified objects reported to the AARO demonstrate mundane characteristics of balloons, unmanned aerial systems, clutter, natural phenomena, or other readily explainable sources, he said at the time. But we've seen videos from the U.S. military released of these things just like sitting in the middle of the sky and then boom, they're like, you know, uh, hundreds of miles away in a second. Listen, I have no doubt that considering we live in an ever-expanding universe that uh, is infinite, uh, you know the the likes of which are practically mind-blowing and uh, unfathomable, there's got to be somebody else out there who's got uh, ray guns and flying saucers. I have to believe that's true. However, of all the things that are happening in this country, you know, uh, uh, you know the economy, uh, you know, pandemics, uh, what have you. 
I would think the government would have other things to do, other things to worry about, than whether or not we've got UFOs in a hangar in New Mexico. But this is this is my this is what I was saying about the conspiracy thing, like. You know, with the creation of Space Force, yeah, about what four or five years ago now, you know, and and the fact that the government is releasing more information about these UFOs, I am on the uh, the edge of thinking that we're going to have some sort of intergalactic mm. kind of war, if you will, yeah. But I might. But you know what? Uh, we haven't had one of those yet. No. And I'm not so sure. But if if uh, there was like like supreme alien beings flying over our space, they'd want to attack. I think they'd probably say, "What a mess those people have caused down there." Let's leave them alone to destroy themselves. Yeah, but I think that that's the hook on it. Since nobody really knows what the intention of an extraterrestrial life would have. Well, they're on a five year mission. To bravely go where no alien yeah, has gone, gone before. before. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's just propaganda to, to, to build up to something that will become this, like, major thing that we're all going to have to worry about. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think one of the reasons why, if they have anything, it's never been formally revealed, is that if they, they don't want to cause or incite some sort of panic. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. If you found out that we've had... Uh, uh, alien, uh, you know, spacecraft and uh, evidence of uh, of life on these spacecraft in a hangar in New Mexico. Would you bug the hell out, or would you just go about your business and say, "Well, that's interesting." No, I'd want to know more about uh, what that extraterrestrial life was about. Where did sure. it come from? Well, but, uh, you know, but you're not going to bug out. I mean, you'd have a certain level of curiosity. I think we all would. But you're not going to say, oh, my God, they're they're infiltrating our, our wonderful society. So do you think that's what they're doing? They're trying to say, hey, look, you know what? We do have this kind of stuff, but we don't want to freak you all out. So let's just slowly release the fact that we are acknowledging that there are these UFOs in the air. We're not saying there's aliens inside mm-hmm. of them. We're yet. We're just saying you should be aware of this kind Listen, of thing. Listen, I mean, yeah. It's been you know, 60 years since the Kennedy assassination. They still won't re- admit that it was an inside job. He's not even dead. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's 115 years old, but that's okay. He's alive and well, and he's living in the villages. Yes. Anyway, he. Uh, I mean, I just, you know, I'm sure there's lots of things that the government has not yeah. told us yeah. uh, for many reasons, but this would, this would not be the thing that would incite, you know, panic and fear. I think it and would. It wouldn't for me. I think there's enough people out there that would be in fear of the unknown. You know? Okay, well then let's look at this as a, a scientific discovery it rather rather than uh, a source of panic. I wouldn't panic over this. Listen, if Martians wanted to attack us, for whatever reason, I can't imagine why, they would have done it already. Yeah, but see, that's the thing you're making up something. Yeah. You're making up a conflict mm-hmm. in order to distract you from something else that's going on. Listen, uh, I was watching this uh, documentary a while back of a, uh, of a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, astronauts that went off into space 
And the only people that I saw in space that were not real happy were these uh, people called the Klingons. And those, those people had a real chip on their shoulder. But did we go out there and cause problems with all these you know, other people in space? No, we did not. And you know why? Because I think most people in space, not that bad people. No, I don't they're not, think they're they not so. They're not so, uh, you know, they're not looking to attack. You know, they, they may be looking to probe us uh, rectally, but I don't think that's a real problem. I like the, I watched that National Geographic thing about the, uh, about the pyramids being built. Yeah. And how like the, the hieroglyphics on some of the, the walls in those pyramids depict as if like some flying saucer type of thing helped them build mm-hmm. uh, the pyramids because that was like, you know, they didn't have the te- technology to build all that stuff, you know, if yeah. doing manual labor or whatever. Yeah, but right next to those hieroglyphics was a sign that had these little tabs, who, who, you know, I, I will mow your lawn, call this number. Is that, is that what it was? Yeah. And yeah. have you seen my dog? That was the other posting right there in the hieroglyphics. Oh, yeah. uh, free babysitting. Yeah. yeah right. See, see what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll babysit any Pharaoh's baby for free. <laughs> But, but but I'm just saying, like, you know, this is kind of interesting that, uh, you know, I want to find out more. Don't you? Don't you want to know about it? Wouldn't it be interesting, though, to, if you found out that because we've had this stuff for so many years that a lot of the technology that may have been introduced by alien life has already been put into place here? Like, this is how we found out about... Uh, coaxial cables well, and i mean that's maybe maybe that's what we think maybe it was the aliens that invented uh, that invented that maybe and that's what i'm getting that's that's kind of where i'm going with that that you, you, at any time they say that anything new comes out we've already had this technology for at least 20 years the ability to do all that yeah i mean if you really like kind of snapshot and look back at the last 40 or 50 years we've come a very long way in a very short period of time yeah and you know people it couldn't have all come from people. No. <laughs> I think we work with several aliens. I, I know some really stupid people. Yeah. And yeah. I got to believe uh, many of them are real into science. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just ask them. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to find out if uh, if there's life on other planets. I'm thinking there probably is. But we're not going to die from it. No. no. It's uh, 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock it's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I don't know if you uh, you saw this. Uh, tonight at uh, 630 at the John J. Shea Bright Nights building on Sumner Avenue, they're having a, a public meeting to talk about uh, plans to uh, reconstruct the X in Forest Park. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they had, uh, it was an $11.3 million project uh, that they got the money for three years ago. And of course, uh, that was... That was three years ago. Yeah. So that price has ballooned up uh, significantly. And uh, because the X is known for uh, lots of confusion, lots of crashes, uh, you know. Like many Xs. Like, yeah, many. Yeah. <laughs> like many unsolvable traffic problems. They're looking to, like, redesign and reconstruct what's actually going on over there. And there's a couple of things uh, that'll be put into place, the least of which would be, like, many roundabouts. Yeah. At the X. Now I know that a lot of a lot of weird uh, intersections are yeah. adopting these things, like there's like there's one out by uh, you know Atkins Farm, which is almost like a almost like a like a, almost like a, like an eight, like a yeah. like a it's but they want to they're thinking about a roundabout at Forest Park. I actually think that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. 
I, you know, I, I, as much as I hate them, because I really don't like them, something like that kind of makes sense. Because, you know, between Dickinson, Belmont, and Sumner all converging into one, it's kind of of a confusing uh, monkey I, fist of uh, of confusion. I don't particularly like the I like the way the traffic flows within them. Like it is easier to to pull up and wait your turn to get into a a, a, a circle, if you will, roundabout uh, circles. Uh, call it a circle. Yeah. Uh, it's I guess easier to have the traffic flow that way versus waiting i th- that traffic light drives me nuts when it when i get to if i miss that first one yeah when you're coming up sumner avenue and you come to that first intersection right across the street from the cumbies right there yeah that first intersection right at the cumbies there it takes a while it takes a, a couple of minutes at least for that light cycle to change because you got all the different directions changing and mm-hmm. then it finally cycles back to you now if you're if you make it past that first light and then get stopped at the second light, which happened to me this morning, it's less time because then the green hour turns and you can turn on to Belmont quicker right. than you could if you were waiting at the other light. But if you were at a roundabout there, a couple of them, that actually would make a lot of sense to do that. It, there's a, and there's a possibility that would also uh, ease up the uh, the danger for pedestrians, yeah. too. So. You know, I mean, the other thing is, you know, I, I mean, I lived on Dickinson Street for years. <laughs> Street. <laughs> Street. I know. Anyway, uh, if I had to go to the X, you know, depending on the time of day, there was yeah. also turn restrictions at the lights. Yeah. You know, based on certain times. So that was kind of confusing. And then you had to kind of, you know, it, it, but I lived there for like nine years. So if you're going through there for the very first time, you know, I think I'm, I got to believe those are the ones that get into the most amount of accidents. People who have never had mm-hmm. to. negotiate their way through it (sighs) a rotary there would make a little bit of sense at Mm -hmm. least we all kind of know how to handle a rotary unless you're here in east law meadow then you know all bets are off but in most cases i think people could handle that i just wonder based upon the amount of traffic that's going through there whether there's enough space for it because you're not talking i mean i don't know how big this thing is going to have to be to accommodate all that traffic well you said multiple ones so didn't you say that they said that, yeah, yeah which i don't understand how they would i, I mean i would have to see the plan yeah. and they'll avail that tonight but it's like yeah. it would be interesting to see well where are you going to put these are you talking about like a like an eight configuration like a like a yeah a, a, a eight like two of them I, know, I don't know uh when i went to saratoga a few years ago that was something that was like um like surprising to me that they it, where this hotel was that I was staying at, they had like three, it was three rotaries like almost in a row. Like yeah. th- bam, bam, bam. You get out of one rotary and then you're on to the next one. And it's like, wow, how many rotaries are there? But when you look at the map, it makes a whole lot of sense to do that because otherwise you'd have backups of traffic at every intersection if you had traffic lights there instead. Yeah. Because they're within such a short distance of each other. I kind of like the idea of the uh, the multiple rotary thing. I think that would make things flow a lot smoother in that section of town. As long as they're not going to replace it with something that's even more confusing. That's you know to me that would be the primary concern for me. If I were if I were driving through the X every day, which I I, I don't do any anymore, but if I were driving through it every day, I would yeah. want it to be replaced with something that makes sense. Well, it's like the people who drive through this intersection, uh, this rotary in East Longmeadow for the very first time. You know how confusing that is. 
That is like yeah. one of the most confusing things I have ever seen. That needs to be redesigned. And I don't even know I don't even know why because that would probably require two rotaries if you're going to do it. <sighs> yeah, and it also operates differently. You know, the the right of way situation on the Islamita rotary is different from any other rotary. Mm-hmm. You know, usually the people within the rotary are not supposed to be yield yielding. But that's what, not the case in Islamito. What uh you know, what in the in in the heck was somebody on when they designed that? They're like, you know what? Just put a circle right in the middle here. Yeah. Well you got seven roads coming into it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Everybody'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll be easy. We just need a few days for people to get acclimated to it. <laughs> 35 years later, people yeah. are still getting acclimated w- to it. W- was it was it how how long has it been that way? <sighs> has it been there since the beginning of time? Or? No, no. Actually, my understanding is that uh, it was even worse before it. Yeah, uh, and there were a lot of accidents because you had you know six streets all co- converging together. All right, we're running late, but if somebody has the history on the East Longmore Rotary, email it to me because I don't want to talk to you about it. It's seven thirty-three on Rock one hundred two. Here's your Western Eagle on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I didn't realize the mics were on, and I just did a did one of those uh, you know. Uh, Snot yeah. suck-ins. People are just going to think it's part of the commercial. Uh, man, I should have just let people know that instead of think that instead of me just telling you what just happened. Damn it. I only had Hang it up on. for just a second because we were about to go on the air. So. Well, uh, the reason for the sniffles is the air quality alert that's going on right now. It's been issued for all of Western Massachusetts for Tuesday all day. There's also a flood watch for all of Massachusetts <laughs> on Tuesday afternoon and evening. Uh, Hamden and Hampshire County towns will reach unhealthy uh, for sensitive groups uh, territory on Tuesday. That means if you have asthma or older, younger, or prone to breathing issues, limit your time outside today. Further north in Franklin and Berkshire County will have it worse, though. Greenfield's AQI already reading over 150 this morning, putting communities there. In it's an AQI? Un- AQI. Oh, I heard Air I Quality heard Index. That. No. Uh, putting communities there on a healthy for all categories. Uh, the smoke primarily drifts in all the way from Western Canada, where as many as 900 fires are actively burning, exceeding the firefighting capacity that they have there, even with help from all over the country, even the U.S. They haven't uh, gone out since the last time we uh, small, saw the smoke. Just a small shift in regional winds turning the smoke back on us to this morning will be partly to mostly uh, cloudy but dry. Scattered showers and thunderstorms arrive as early as noon and will continue into the evening. Uh, be ready for some storms that could be capable of producing gusty winds and lightning, along with downpours that could cause another round of street and stream flooding. What an awful summer here in New England. <sighs> it's- Not only do we have a massive amounts of rain, but then you got this crap on top of it. Plus the normal you know, uh, you know, seasonal allerg- allergen, uh, uh, you know, allergens that are flowing through the air every year. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just not a big fan of this summer right now with the weather. Yesterday, I, uh, my wife and I went out to go fix our AC unit. Okay, and uh, you know, so we had to you know pop the top, and you know, and uh, I had to get a, a had to get a, 
I had to go to Rocky's Ace Hardware yesterday for the uh, Craftsman quarter inch uh, drive metric six point socket and ratchet set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven pieces for twenty seven ninety nine. Use my Ace Rewards card for good savings. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Really twenty seven ninety nine for that. Not a, bad deal. Not a bad deal. Anyway, I uh, we were able to do the. Do the job. I was out there for like 25 minutes. Not a real long time by any stretch of the imagination. I was soaked in sweat for just, and the, all I really did was take screws out of the top of an AC unit. Yeah. That's, that's all I did. It wasn't like it was terribly grueling. It just, I needed to go lie down and be hosed off. It okay. was so gross. That's disgusting. I know it's disgusting. But that's what we're dealing we're dealing with. How some how people are working in these conditions, I will never know. Outside, working every day, putting their you know their their nose to the grindstone. Well, since you're so good at fixing the fans, do you want to fix the one in my uh, in my van? I'm really not qualified to fix anything. Although I will say I'm a proud owner of the Craftsman quarter inch drive metric six point socket and ratchet set. Mm-hmm. 11 pieces for twenty seven ninety nine. Well, I mean, my plan is to take it over to the uh, top quality service over at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Yes. Uh, where you can see my good buddy John Kupek over there. Mm-hmm. But maybe we can fix this without having to, you know, uh, do all that. Uh, if you now know how to fix fans, do you have that socket set? Can you take apart the front dashboard of my car and fix the fan that's inside? Steve, I could probably take it apart, but I probably couldn't put it back together. Is that going to be a problem? No, no, not at all. I just, I actually prefer uh, pieces left over and pieces scattered everywhere. That makes for good repairs. Yeah, well, then uh, I'll That's be happy a, to get cracking on it. Yeah, a good uh, mechanic uh, is sloppy and leaves parts and pieces everywhere. Yeah, a good mechanic doesn't put everything back together. No, do you ever hear that thing like, uh, oh, yeah, people who are intelligent uh, have cluttered messes. Yeah, like, and that's what my excuse is all the time with my my cluttered office here. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just because I'm intelligent and creative. Cluttered desk, cluttered mind. Yeah. Empty desk, empty mind. Yeah, same goes for uh, a garage. That's right. If you're not tripping over a catalytic converter when you walk into a garage shop, you should get the hell out of there. You know, the very same catalytic converter you used a sawzall to remove from a car. Right, right. Yeah, but it, uh, again, if you get if you can walk into a place and you see wrenches and grease and all this other stuff just laying out haphazardly all over the floor, that's a place you want to go get That's your car the guy fixed. that should be fiddling yeah. around with your, your yeah. vehicle. Oh, these dealerships with their squeaky clean showrooms <laughs> and their garages where mechanics put the tools back where yeah, they belong? Please. Come on. I don't know about you, Steve. There's sometimes I'll go into an old garage, one of these old Ma and Pa style uh, mechanics. Yeah. Not, there ain't nothing better than good old garage smell. No, I love a good old oh, garage smell. The rubber, the the fluids, the air, the body odor. So fantastic. Um, I like the I like the John Wayne Gacy garage smell. Yeah, right. It was where a little off putting. Uh, if to some, <laughs> but if you're into that kind of thing, yeah. Listen, if you want to put all those bodies under the crawl space, you go right at it. Uh, police are searching for uh, three men who allegedly hit a woman's vehicle in Windsor Locks, held her at gunpoint, and threatened to kill her before stealing her SUV. Police say it happened on Route 75 near Bradley International Airport. <laughs> According to police, the victim said she was going to the post office when another car hit her car. She got out to take a look at the damage. And she said she was calling the police as the victim walked back to her car. The two men with handguns allegedly grabbed her and dragged her back towards their car. 
Police say several items in cash were stolen. Officers were able to follow the tracker in the victim's car and found it unoccupied in New Britain. Police say they are now investigating, but no arrests have been made. Well, that's uh, that's not a scary incident at all. No, I'm not scared at all. Uh, carjacking. Isn't that what that guy was doing in that ice cream stand? In, no, in that's, no, that's not carjacking. That's just jacking. Oh. But he was in a car. Got to separate the two. It's one thing to jack a car. It's another thing to jack in a car. When you lafondle yourself all day long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. What oh, are you going to do? Man, what I are you going to do? Uh, but you have to admit, that had to be some pretty damn good ice cream. It probably was. I mean, I've had ice cream. It's... I never got that thought uh, to even consider it, what's really. That, what's that called? Fresh Dole Whip, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you like a good Dole Whip, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get all those jimmies all over you. No, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not into jimmies. I'm not into jimmies at all. I'm into Nancy's. Where's the Nancy's? Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy, uh, cloudy, uh, thunderstorms, uh, severe at times, a uh, high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84, but still hot and very muggy and humid. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today. Uh, severe thunderstorms at times this afternoon with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. On uh, Baxley's musical podcast this week, my guest is JT Woodruff. He is uh, the lead singer of the band Hawthorne Heights. Uh, they've been around for like 20 years. They had a couple of gold records uh, along the way. But they've been organizing an eight-city tour that's coming to uh, Mansfield. Uh, at the Xfinity Center uh, by uh, by Boston, it's the Massachusetts is for Lovers Festival. It includes uh, you know Rise Against and Alkaline Trio. It's actually a great lineup of uh, of bands and a really interesting conversation. You'll find it at Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Rock102.com. All brought to you by ZNM Home Buyers. Uh, find them online at ZNMHomes.com and Rock102 Springfield's classic rock well now that i heard that are you ready to hear this yeah now hear this with bex and nagel on rock 102 uh you remember that dress that broke the internet the one that was either uh blue or gray yeah, or whatever it was it was 2015 can you imagine that it was like Eight years ago, uh, it was a, so fast. It was a wedding dress that people debated whether it was either black and blue or white and gold. Now the groom in that wedding has been charged with attempted murder of his wife. Here's a montage of news stories about the dress back then. Scottish singer Caitlin McNeil posted, guys, please help me. Is this dress white and gold or blue and black? And with that, the Twitter hashtag, the dress, yeah. was born. It is breaking social media records. At its peak, the hashtag, the dress, was tweeted out more than 11,000 times per minute. It reached a total of 11 million tweets. Even celebrities are also taking to Twitter to voice their optical opinions. Yeah, uh, Keir Johnston, whose mother-in-law wore the dress to his 2015 wedding, is accused of for uh, fomenting a campaign of domestic violence against his wife that was so fierce he's now been charged with her attempted murder. Huh. Well, I guess maybe uh, 
He was a little upset that the mother-in-law was getting all the clout from the fact that, uh, you know, she she was the one that presented the dress. You know what I would do if I were him? And this may sound a little bit insensitive, and if I do, uh, I apologize. He should go on Twitter and ask people, hey, is this prison jumpsuit orange or is this prison jumpsuit red? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what, see what happens. What color is it? Yeah, what is it? What am I, what am I wearing in the, in the D block? Well, it's probably going to be black and blue by the time uh, they're done beating oh, the crap yeah. out of you in the sure. jail cell. Yes. Uh, dozens of domesticated rabbits were released in Wilton Manors, Florida, and have taken over the area. Here is a resident of the area, Alicia Griggs, shining some light on the situation. One of the neighbors moved a couple of years ago, and she just left her rabbits in the street when she moved. They were not spayed or neutered, so they started multiplying, and now there's probably 50 or more rabbits in the neighborhood. Meanwhile, they're not supposed to be in the heat because they could have a heat stroke when the temperatures get above 85, and there's predators all around that can kill them, and we've found dead rabbits all over the place, you know? I've seen several dead rabbits. So they need to be rescued and rehomed. Well, so if they're being eaten and something's eliminating them, uh, what's the problem? I mean, you start off with 50. Seems to me uh, nature is lightening the load. Uh, Oh, man, they're having all kinds of parties and they're racking up the neighborhood at 2 o'clock. I can even hear them having sex. No, you can't. They have cotton balls. You can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, you see that? You. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I was waiting to use that. Yeah, I was, that's I was a good one. sitting on that all morning long, and then I finally just released it. Oh, I'm really right? glad you did. Uh, hundreds of people and golden retrievers gathered in Scotland last week to uh, celebrate the 155th anniversary of the breed's founding. Here's a quick sample of what that sounded like hanging out with all those pooches. Bad dog. Put, put it. Bad. Put it down. No. Put it. Put it. Put it down. Put it down. Bad dog. I can't imagine that many dogs in one place. I'm good with just the one dog, and I and I can't and I've never had a situation where I've had more than one dog mm-hmm. at a time. But one dog seems to be like a manageable number of dogs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the one dog to two adult ratio, I think, is a good solid ratio. Or even two dogs to one adult ratio. That's still manageable. I, didn't, I, I, I have no experience in that, so a, I wouldn't know. You got a thousand dogs? Oh, man, that's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Santa Monica is testing AI cameras to automatically issue tickets to vehicles parked in bus lanes. Here's Charlie Torito with uh, Hayden with Hayden AI talking about how the system works. Our cameras are able to be accurate to within 10 centimeters. Um, we know if a vehicle is moving or whether a vehicle stopped. We don't make any more or any less, depending on the number of violations that are captured. This is just going to turn into a disaster. People are going to start getting tickets that probably didn't even need one. You know, like AI is not that efficient it's also not very forgiving no like, like you saw like a meter maid about to put a ticket in your car and you came running up the street with a whole fistful of quarters to plug into the uh, into the meter yeah maybe they don't give you the maybe they don't give you the ticket if they work for the uh, springfield parking authority can you imagine if you had ai there yeah then well, yeah listen any intelligence for the springfield parking authority would be good never yeah. mind artificial yeah it would just be artificial there would be there would be no i at the end of that uh, what did you? What do you have now to, to give out parking tickets in Springfield? Uh, artificial. You mean artificial intelligence? N- no, no, just we don't. We don't artificial. allow any intelligence in this office. Yeah, this this is ridiculous. Where 
you telling us that we need to do logic. That's hilarious. And uh, finally, dozens of doc dots. How do you say Dotsons or Dotsons or Dotsons? Dotsons. 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 Now that you're asking me, I don't even know. Dotsons. I would say a Dotson. Raced in California for the title of fastest wiener in the West at the 26th Wiener Schnitzel Wiener Nationals. Here's a couple of attendees talking about how much they enjoy the wiener race. We have the fastest wiener in the West contest here in the 26th annual Wiener Schnitzel Wiener Nationals. So insane. There's so many wiener dog people, and wiener dog people are just the best people. Everybody's so supportive, and everybody's so happy that you know to see to see her finish, and it's just one really big wiener dog family. Most people wouldn't want to be known as the fastest wiener in the West. Yeah. I, a, uh, most people would say, please get that uh, title to somebody else. Oh, what are you talking about, Banks? I want to have the fastest wiener in the West. <laughs> well, how fast are you talking about? Well, I'm talking faster than your paw. You know what I'm saying? I bet uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a wiener on a hot day? <sighs> Did you ever have a fast wiener? I think my uh, I think the any wiener that uh, has been near me is uh, pretty uh, <clears throat> pretty average. Yeehaw! It's the fastest wiener in the West, and it's right here, Rock One Hundred and Two. I was washing it, and it just went off in my hand. Papa! <laughs> Papa! Uh, uh, it's 7.58, and that is now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember yesterday when I told you the Red Sox were in a two-way tie for fourth place in the American League East, which is still technically last place if you really wanted to be uh, splitting hairs? Yeah, well, today is a different day as the Red Sox have captured sole possession of fourth place following an epic, historically magnificent performance by pitcher Nick Pavetta against the worst team in baseball, the soon-to-be-vacating Oakland A's. Last night, the Red Sox pounded the bejesus out of the A's with a 7-0 shutout, racking up 10 hits while Oakland could only manage one. Now, you might say, but Baxi, big whoop, everybody beats Oakland. And while that is certainly true, the A's barely face the sort of roundhouse beating that they've taken last night from Nick Pavetta. To start the game, Brennan Bernardino pitched two scoreless innings for the Sox, but in the third inning, Pavetta gets on the mound where he blasted Oakland for the next six innings with 13 strikeouts, not a single hit, and just two walks. Only two other times in Red Sox history has a pitcher struck out at least 10 batters without giving up a single hit. Hideo Nomo in 2001 and Smokey Joe Wood in 1911. He also set a new team record for the most strikeouts ever recorded in a single relief performance, topping Dago Segui from 1974 and Dick Raditz in 1963. Granted, this was against the Oakland A's, who had the worst single record in baseball with just 25 wins and 71 losses and the worst team batting average in the game at just 211. I mean, there's a reason they're 31 and a half games out of first place, but there's also a reason they're leaving Las Vegas too. But they've never faced a sort of flesh-shredding buzzsaw that Nick Pavetta was playing with last night. No service, one was 
one for the ages, and I wouldn't take anything away from his performance, no matter how astonishingly dreadful the opposition might have been. And they were. And if that wasn't exciting enough for you, they got two more games left to go in the series, and that can only mean great things. But hey, enough of my yappings, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Whatever's for dinner, you can grill it, roast it, smoke it, or bake it with the big green egg. And see Michael at East Lawn Meadow Rockies. He knows a thing or two about the big green egg. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Journey with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy today and then thunderstorms. Severe at times this afternoon with a high of 84. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 84. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. I think it's time for a little round of Am I the Ale? Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, other people. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm going to read their thing. I already know my... Uh, <clears throat> My thing. Sure. Yeah. I know. Well, I know what I got going on over here. I don't need you to point it out for me. Anyway, where are we? Uh, where are we beginning today? Uh, we are beginning with a uh, teenager, seventeen years old, right? Okay. Uh, am I the a hole for losing, in quotation marks, my passport to avoid babysitting on my vacation? I, 17, uh, live at home. My sister, 28, is married and has two kids who are five and three. Whenever she comes over to visit, my parents and her stick me with the kids. This wouldn't be a problem, except she doesn't visit for an evening. She'll come for a week, and that week, I'm an unpaid nanny. If we go to a restaurant, I have to entertain them because my mom needs to talk to my sister and brother-in-law. You get the whole idea. My parents decided that since this was my last summer before I became an adult, we would be going to Disneyland to celebrate my graduation. I asked who was going, and they said it was just the three of us. But when we got to the airport, uh, my sister and her family were there. Strangely enough, they were also going to Disneyland. That is strange. I went into my backpack and grabbed my passport, and I put it in my sock. When we got to the international security, she's obviously from a different country. Okay. When we got to the international security, I couldn't find it. We looked everywhere. I had to Uber home and missed my flight. Oh, well, I get to stay home for a week by myself with a week of peace and quiet. My parents were angry at me for losing the passport. The money they spent on the flight and the uh, entrance uh, for the park was wasted. Oh, darn. My mom and sister have been both posting about how hard it is to be at Disneyland with two little ones. They also both posted that I ruined the vacation by being so thoughtless. My dad says he knows why I did it, and uh-huh. he understands, but he says I should have let him know so I didn't waste any money. He said he would have got along with uh, with my ruse. You know, uh, if you're trying to determine who are the a-hole here, I think there's lots of a-hole to go around. I think they're all a-holes, and I think they've all learned from each other how to be a-holes. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's kind of a compounded uh, problem where if you take advantage of the 17-year-old kid— you don't pay him for his time, and uh, you know all of a sudden he is excluded from having fun on his own. Uh, that's a bit uh, that's inappropriate. It's, on the other hand, uh, any seven there's not a seventeen year old kid in the world that wants to be completely responsible for anything. So, uh, you know, there I think uh, I think uh, you got to spread this one around. I think they're all a holes. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, she also says I feel bad about wasting the money, but I will. I have been to Disneyland before, and I'll go again later by myself or with friends. 
Oh, well, I'm glad your income is so uh, disposable that you can just, you know, book a trip. Again, 17 years old, doesn't realize how expensive it is. Uh, Somebody wrote, uh, reply with, oh, I'm sorry I ruined your vacation. If you had only let me know in advance that you didn't, uh, in fact, plan this vacation as a celebration for my graduation like you told me, but only wanted me to get there as your unpaid full-time babysitter, I'd made more of an effort not to be there. You know, And the thing is, you know that because you're talking about you know two other kids, that this 17-year-old would somehow be taken advantage of again at Disney World. Yeah. 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 Probably. On a trip that's supposed to celebrate <sighs> their achievement for graduating high school. Yes, but it, how convenient is it that you're also under the age where you can't hang out and yeah. have adult fun with us? You can uh, sit back and watch these little kids. Yeah, that's great. I remember, I remember going to a, a uh, Thanksgiving dinner. I was like 19 years old. Right. Yeah. And my sister and her family said, hey, we're going to go have I was visiting them. And they, she said, we're going to go have Thanksgiving dinner at these friends of ours house. So we get to the uh, the friends of theirs house and there's not enough room at the adult table. So me as a 19 year old mm-hmm. had to sit with like 12 and nine year olds and like. It's degrading. It is degrading. It's degrading, when, especially yeah. when you're 19. 19, you want to hang out with what? people who are other, you know, other fun other people, peers, not the, the kids. Pro- the problem is sometimes adults don't look at that 19 years old, that 19 year old uh, kid as anything but a child. N- you never mind the right. fact that they are technically adult and should have graduated up to the adult table. Yeah, and I got stuck with the kids at the table. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was asked why I had a scowl on my face. Gee, I don't know. I <laughs> flew 800 miles to be here to spend time with my family, and here I'm sitting up with a bunch of kids I don't even know. <laughs> here I am babysitting your children. Uh, you ready to move on to the next one? Number two. Am I the a-hole for ditching my girlfriend at a 5K because I wanted a better time? My girlfriend, 31, and I, 36, have been together for about two years. We live together. About nine months ago, I picked up running as a hobby, and I've since grown quite fond of it. I currently run an average of 25 miles a week. A few months ago, I decided I wanted to try for a 5 or 10K, and after some Google searching, found my 5K uh, in my city that looked fun. I registered for it, paid the fee, and decided I'm going to start training specifically for this. I mentioned it in passing to my girlfriend that night, and she asked if she could come too. I was psyched about the idea of running a 5K with her and said yes, but warned her that she would probably want to start training because I was going for a sub-20-minute time, or 27-minute time, which might be tough for a, a, a beginner. Sure. She said she would like to train with me, which again sounded fun. The next morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. for my run as I usually do, but my girlfriend was not up for it, and she uh, said she'd go later. This continued for a week and then two weeks, and I finally managed to get her up, uh, get her up once for a run. She was miserable the entire time, and I basically didn't get any exercise in. Last Friday, the day before the race, I asked if she was really up for it. She insisted she was. She then told me she would go, uh, that she would just skip gallop it, like she used to do with her mile runs in middle school. Mm-hmm. I asked her to demonstrate what a skip gallop was, and she showed me this bizarre sidestepping gallop that she had, as if she had casts on her legs. I told her it seemed like a really inefficient way to run, but she insisted it always worked for her. Saturday was the day of the race, and right out of the gate, she utilized her skip-gallop strategy. Two minutes in, I realized that she was already completely gassed. 
She also she started asking me to wait so we could walk together. I apologized, told her I loved her, and left her behind to finish the race. I ended up with a time of 26.43, hey. beating my goal. Congratulations. After the race, I tried calling her, but she wouldn't pick up. When I made my way back to the car, I realized she had left me. I took an Uber home, and right uh, when I walked in the door, I was met with a cry shrieking about how I ditched her. I tried to calm her down and explain that uh, she kind of bought in, bought, bought, brought it on herself, but she was not interested in hearing that whatsoever. Yesterday, she gave me the silent treat me all day, so uh, am I the a-hole? No, you're not the a-hole Not here. at all. No. Dude, you... If you made all of that effort to explain to her, listen, this is something I want to do. This is something I want to go. And if you're saying you want to do this with me, then you should commit to doing it with me the way I need to do it for for my purpose. Well, let's put the uh, the shoe on the other foot. Let's say that she was the the runner that was really committed to it. Yeah. And uh, and he kind of half-heartedly went into it. And then the race starts and he he books it. Yeah. And he takes off. I mean, uh, wouldn't that be an insult to you, the woman? Yeah. All right. Well, then this is no different. If he told you up front that this was his plan all along and you're trying to drag him down, that's on you. You're the mistake. Yeah. I don't understand why uh, that sounds like a very almost selfish thing that you've done. Like, oh, I need to hang out with you. No, it's controlling. It is. It's, con- it's a control it's issue. It's too controlling. Yes. And it's like if you're you, making him feel bad because he had a goal set out that you now have ruined because you were almost ruined because yeah. you didn't, you know, uh, you didn't prepare yourself. That's a that, yeah. You know, plenty I, I, people like that. Just it's like let people do things on their own. If someone has a goal that they would like to achieve. You don't stand in their way, and you don't bellyache about it if if it not uh, if it's not coinciding with your goals. Listen, if I was dating somebody and they said to me that, yeah, they said, "Hey, look, I'm going to train for this. I don't know, whatever that, whatever kind of race it is, or or uh, match, or whatever. I'm going to train for this. Do you want to be a part of this?" I'd be like, "No, but you know what? I'll be there the day you do it." And I'll cheer you on. How there about that? How about I'll be that? Uh, in full support of you and uh, and greet you at the finish line. You know? Yeah. Not, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I could run a 5K, too, without any uh, training at all. Uh, sure, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, L- no. This guy was up front from the beginning. Yeah. I've got a goal. I want to be under this time. If you want to join me, that's fine. But understand that this is what I want to do. The guy was up front from the beginning. What did he do That was uh, that was the problem? Other than he decided to bring you along. Yeah. Then she he gets home and uh, she's like, have you even walked a mile in my shoes? And he's like, girl, you couldn't even run a mile in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking then, of running, why are you running your mouth? Why do you run to your car and move out? And there you go. That's uh, that's M-I-V-A. Do we have the music? Or oh, yeah. Well, there yeah, you do go. you okay. want to do that? No, no. M-I-V-A. the Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from T31 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Hello, Governor. Uh, brought to you by Race Appraisal Services. For all your appraisal needs, contact Race 
appraisal. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bags. The Holyoke man. I'm not laughing about this. I'm really, no, again, just the best some, part something of the show, before we went on. Yeah, the best part of the show, again, happening off the air. Uh, I can't and, and much I can do about it. Yeah, and nothing we need to share with any of you. Uh, a Holyoke man was arrested in Springfield early Sunday morning following a shot spotter activation on the 100 block of Northampton Street. According to Springfield Police, the officers responded around 1.50 a.m. and located shell casings, but no victims or property damage. A prom, uh, upon investigation, police learned that 43-year-old Juan Montano of, Spr- of Holyoke, who was on scene, uh, had fired the gun. He was then placed under arrest. Uh, police said that officers also executed a search of the home and he, wa- he was in and seized a large-capacity firearm, an additional large-capacity magazine. What kind of large-capacity magazine? Like a highlights for kids or uh, uh, more of a cat fancy. field and stream? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, the firearm had been reported stolen out of Connecticut. Montano, who has ch- prior convictions for firearms, ammunition, and cocaine distribution, was then charged with a slew of charges of uh, not having an FID card and uh, discharging a firearm within 500 feet in a building and uh, not attending the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. You know, I was just going to s- mention uh, the College of Knowledge mm-hmm. because, you know, had he attended uh, classes beginning in in, uh, in the fall, uh he would have known to have brought his FID card if yeah. he was going to be playing with a gun. You got to have your card. You got to be certified. You got to have your FID. That's it. That's it. Now look at him facing the wrap. Uh, an attempted robbery at the Holyoke Mall almost left one jewelry store without one of its priciest items. Uh, Western Mass News spoke to the store owner who was there when it happened. We were talking about this yesterday, but now the video is actually online. Of, oh really? Uh, of the attempted uh, the attempted robbery, a sixteen thousand dollar Cuban link chain necklace was nearly gone, but thanks to the quick thinking and fast feet of Fernari Jewelers owner Joe Fernari, uh, this story has much more of a golden ending. Oh, I love how they. I like a good paint, golden paint ending. Their pictures. Oh, I love the. Wasn't it? What was the uh, golden bachelor that we were talking about during <laughs> Hollywood trash? Still, silver bachelor. There goes. No, it was the golden. Was it bachelor. golden? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Western Mass News received a copy of the shocking surveillance video. It's really not that shocking. It's just like, it's brazen, I say, because you're inside of a mall. Again, with the whole, like, inside of a store within a building. Yeah. Like, your escape route, uh, what are you thinking? He also doesn't really understand uh, Joe Finari's history with the... Loss prevention. Yeah, we were uh, to- uh, Western Mass News. We were told that the man entered the store and was acting friendly Friday afternoon around 4:30 p.m. when he asked to see a variety of gold chains. After a while of shopping around, the man was uh, holding one of the heaviest and most expensive chains the store had to offer. And just seconds later, he was running out of the store. But it didn't take long for Fernari to follow him. That's a sixteen thousand dollar gold chain. I said, I got to get that back. I worked hard for that gold chain. Fernari recalled. The chase, you know, I haven't run like that in a long time, and I was just chasing him, and as I got closer to him, I yelled to him, I'm going to catch you, I'm going to catch you. He got scared. I think he threw the chain down. That's when a lady picked it up and handed it to me. On top of uh, getting the chain back, Fernari is grateful that none of his employees were hurt in the incident. Meanwhile, a police report has been filed, and Holyoke police are investigating. However, a suspect uh, has not been identified, and the man who caused all of this is still at large. I'm uh, still waiting for the video to uh, to load up on our uh, lightning-fast internet, so it's, uh, you know, I can't really say exactly what happened, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, Joe Fanari has beaten people for less. Yeah. 
very much and, less. And, and usually people who who had it coming, I hate to say. Uh, you know what? There's a guy that cares about his stuff. Yes, cares of course. about his business, and he ain't gonna let anybody take any of it when he's worked hard to to uh, accumulate these items to be sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in trade, or not in trade, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, Governor Healy and other state officials spent Monday afternoon right here in Western Massachusetts, part of the Healy administration's continued effort to support those hit hard by recent severe weather. Monday was not the governor's first visit to the area following last week's damaging rainstorms. Now she says she's committed to helping farmers through this devastating time. Our problems are just beginning, said one farmer. This is the tip of the iceberg. Healy uh, had heard firsthand from local farmers on Monday about the devastating impact of the recent flooding. We're not looking uh, for a full refund on what we've lost, but any little bit, any little cash money in hand would help everybody get what they need uh, to get by, said Mike Antonelli's of Antonelli's Farm in uh, Deerfield. Last week, Deerfield and other local farming communities saw devastating rainfall that destroyed an entire season's worth of crops like Antonelli's, who said he has lost about 70 acres and more than $200,000 in revenue. Awful. Now the administration is promising to do everything they can to offer relief and recovery to those hit hardest. Uh, Keeley said the devastation is real and this is economics and this is about farmers being able to survive. This is about people being able to provide continued employment to people and this is uh, about uh, about a part of who we are. Well, yeah, and that's absolutely right. I mean, this is this is about, you know, survival for the for the farm. And you know, when they when when waters were cresting, you know, when water levels were rising last week, I was reading where some people were saying, you know, once flood waters start to touch crops the crops are done yeah because it's contaminated it's contaminated right away there's, there's there's nothing you can do at that point so when you're talking about you know how long 75 acres uh and at one place, at one yeah that's just one this jay savage from savage farm in deerfield 100 to 125 acres of potatoes we've lost crops we've got destruction mm. of property we threw washouts We've got well over a million dollars worth of losses. Wow. Uh, this happened right here on the cusp of the harvest, so the crops are ruined for this year, and there's questions about next year, uh, Healy said. That's why we're staying on top of it. Lieutenant Governor and I are committed to doing everything we can to provide relief. Okay, stop taking trips out here and just start providing relief as opposed to how many times you got to survey damage. I understand you're a politician and you got to come out here and grease everybody and make it look like you're but, you know, doing something okay but you know that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if, if you if you don't come out here then people are gonna say well you know the governor's just you know you know doing stuff from afar and that's yeah, not but- good enough no she does need to come out here from time to time to see what's going on because there is a lot going on over here yeah but remember when uh, when george bush uh w got guff for yeah. flying over uh what is it katrina and mm-hmm. the damage Fine, I that's fine. You don't. You're more of a distraction and and getting in the way than actually helping anybody. You know what I mean? I I, I prefer you stay away. Any of the any of these people, you don't need to be on the ground. You're not a worker. You're a politician. You know what? Do that administration thing that you're supposed to be doing. I'd like to see a governor of Massachusetts till the fields. No, see, that's the that's what I'm talking about. You know, about. like help plant the help plant the <laughs> like a row of beans. See, that would be helpful if they had that kind of knowledge and information. Yeah, like but, a good agricultural governor. But even like uh, even if it was Charlie Baker, it's like stay away from this. You don't need to be out here. 
okay. Well, there were a couple of times when he uh, would stop at the fort for a couple of uh, for a couple of beers, and that was okay. No one seemed to mind that. He yeah, certainly wasn't in the way. But he's supporting business at that yeah. point. You're not. That's different. No, I just, think about was, a, I just think he needed to be hydrated. You're talking about a, an area that has been devastated by a flood, and uh, things are, uh, you know, we don't need you in the area to be here. <laughs> we don't. We do need the money, and the farmers do need the help. Yes. Work on that. <laughs> I, think, I think she's trying. Warren police uh, responded to reports of an attempted juvenile abduction on Bridge Street Monday evening, according to Warren police. Warren police? Yeah. Varen police. (laughs) Uh, The incident took place around 5.45 p.m. Authorities are currently searching for a man describing, uh, having been described as being tall, thin-billed, who was wearing a brown-hooded sweatshirt, uh, or brown-hooded shirt, shorts, and red and white shoes. If you see any suspicious activity in the area, you're asked to call the uh, Warren Police. Warren, Warren Police? Varen Police. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. you really can't tell from the, uh, the picture, but as I said earlier, it's about somebody being able to recognize, like, oh, I know that guy. I think I know that guy with the shirt on. Like yeah, that. with the facial features that are very hard to distinguish. I only know one guy like that. Um, I think who is it? Uh, I think it's the Pride Stations. They have like the best surveillance cameras when it comes to like they're crystal clear yeah. when they put those like you know, if somebody stole something from a Pride Station, that's like a perfectly good shot. Why is it that a lot of these corporations, and I'm not talking about small little business uh, people because sometimes these cameras are expensive, but why wouldn't corporations do that and make their qualities a little higher? Quality, I don't know. Cameras a little higher quality. Well, than, uh, perfect example. You know, we we're just talking about that uh, that robbery at uh, Finari's Jewelers. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm finally looking at the video. Uh Great, uh, great focus. Good lighting. Uh, you know, good, uh, good camera angle. You get to see the entire store. Yeah, and you're from only there. You could easily identify the 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 idiot that tried running away. And that, and that's only one angle of it too. I'm sure there's multiple cameras in there that have. You know, I'm sure there's one closer to the counter. Yeah. that probably has a good face shot of the guy. But yeah, you got the good equipment. You know, the other thing about this Fenari thing, and I, and I don't mean to, uh, you know, as you, I don't know if you are aware of this, I've had a uh, slight weight problem for most of my adult life. Not to fat shame anybody, but does anyone really think that guy's going to outrun Joe Fenari? Guy uh, grabs, gra- grabs a chain, runs out of the store. Joe's off like a bullet. You know, Joe's, uh, Joe's athletic. You know, Joe just goes right after him. I wish you could see the video from when Joe caught up to this uh, slow-moving dude. Yeah, well, I mean, there was no beat down per se. What well, that you saw? Well, yeah, well, they don't have no, that video. Uh, but uh, I still would not want to be in the clutches of Joe Fernari. Oh hell no! That guy uh, brings it to the table. Uh, I want to. That video is fine. I want. I want to see the other video. the 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 rest of the story. Yeah. When Joe catches up, what happens? Well, That's t- the good one. I told you, Dom uh, Dom uh, would come out and make a speech soon and go, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And me and Joe Fernari. That's it. Those two guys. I they, wouldn't mess with either one of them. They should be running mates. <laughs> I would. You know what? If uh, yeah, Dom Dom and uh, Joe Fernari is governor and lieutenant yeah. governor, I'd be doing that. I'd be, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be in full support of that. Would you? Yeah, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like the... Uh, 
superheroes getting together. Combining they forces. could call it the Hall of Justice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Mayor Dom Dom. Yeah, and then uh, is is ready to start pounding ass. And then when you start hearing us sing "Hound Dog," Courtroom Elvis is going to join in on the fun too. <laughs> you remember Courtroom Elvis? I do. Right? I do remember. I think Courtroom he's retired Elvis. now, but he, he was uh, he was still uh, quite the uh, quite the guy who would. Uh, uh, contain those suspects that got out of control <laughs> he'd always be on tv oh yeah he wouldn't uh, wouldn't put up with the uh, with chicanery in the courthouse your uh, pioneer valley forecast today going to be uh cloudy with some thunderstorms this afternoon severe at times so be careful for that high of 84 tomorrow sunny with a high of 84 it's 73 right now in downtown springfield i'm steve nagel and that's the news on rock 102 oh yeah Are you- rock 102 springfield's classic rock it's 851 and uh, Bush. B- Bush? A Bush. Or is it Bush? Like the commercial. Yeah, it's Bush it's on Rock 102. It's not the beer Bush. Nope, nope. It's the band Bush. Uh, it, Whatever. It, the rain is going to come later today. It's going to suck. It's going to be hot and humid. It's 84. It's 72 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't know. It's like, why bother doing the weather? We know it's going to be crappy. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I, mean, I would like to to like have a like a three or four day block of like really beautiful, dry, seasonable weather. I mean, that would be really nice to have with 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 clear skies, without Canadian smog being belched into our into our lungs. I know that would be nice. It's, it's, uh, this is a little ridiculous. I'm not I'm not a big fan of summer 2023. You know? Yeah, it kind of stinks. Uh hey, how about a survey? Okay. Uh, every generation has nostalgia that the newer generations are totally missing out on, like how boomers would walk 10 miles to school, two feet of snow, mm-hmm. barefoot uphill both ways with shards of glass hanging out of their eyeballs. And they liked it. And they loved it. We loved every minute of it. There's a thread on social media right now where uh, millennials and Gen X are talking about the things from their childhood that Gen Z never got to experience. You ready? Yes. Uh, number one, not having all your screw-ups forever uploaded to the internet. That's Those actually a very good point. That's a very good point. I think I told you, uh, I shared with you uh, like a month ago or so about how I'm really glad that we didn't have a a big social media presence back in like 2005 or six or so mm-hmm. where my friends would take pictures of me passed out drunk on their deck and then decorate me with a oh, blanket yeah. and uh, all that stuff. Cause that's what white people do is, is do that to their friends. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I've thanked God many, many times that, uh, you know, camera phones are not available in the 1980s. Yeah. Like 86, 87. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was me at my, uh, at my weakest point, your weakest point. My weakest yeah. point of all of all and, of and all we, the the, the life changing decisions I made. The eighties, the mid eighties, were not my best time. Well, I was uh, not making good choices, right? And you would not want that be to be encapsulated on the world wide web, without a doubt. Uh, parents that let their children run free. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Was it, but was it, I didn't really feel like we were running free all the time. We were outside a lot, and then other moms, whatever, whoever's 
like house we were gathered outside playing in the street with, somebody would be there at least in case something went wrong. Supervised is one thing. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, you know today's youths couldn't find outside if you put yeah. it on their GPS. Yeah, you know they don't they don't know nothing well, about being outside. It was I can't, I can't play this TikTok video, but it was uh it was it was one of these TikTok things where it was like a, like a uh, what do they call them now Gen Zers? Yeah, Gen Zer going. What's wrong with Gen X? Are you guys okay? Are you guys serious okay? And this woman <laughs> goes into this tirade. I'm like, are we okay? Let me tell you something. When we were kids, our parents had to be reminded that they had kids because there was a commercial <laughs> on every night that said, it's 10 p.m. Do you know, Do you know where your, where your children are? are? Yeah. <laughs> uh, musical involvement. Spotify has made everything so available that it has destroyed a sense of connection. Uh, when you were only buying a few CDs every year or even albums, you got to know those albums inside and out. And that's that's a good point. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I still collect CDs and, and, mm-hmm. and vinyl because I kind of like that tactile sensation of, yeah. of, of holding an album, reading all the notes, you know, reading everything that's, that's inside. I you know I miss that if, uh, if I'm just streaming a record. I don't know anything about the record yeah. other than if I you know go and Google search it. Yeah. Will I find something? And it's it's like the the experience is very very different. You know, uh, my my kid, uh, you know, obviously not having enough money <laughs> to go to a Taylor Swift concert, uh, spent her hard earned money on a Taylor Swift album, the, okay. the new one that came out, the Speak Now thing. It was mm-hmm. like a remastered version of it, so she could keep her royalties. Uh, Forty bucks. Forty bucks. $38 or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it was, thirty eight ninety five or whatever. It was basically $40, but it was 40 bucks for this album. And Good Lord. She wanted to buy it and she got it. But it's actually kind of cool in a way, not the price, but the idea that it kind of reminds my nostalgia of opening up an album or opening up a CD and like having all those liner notes that, yeah. you, that you were just talking about, you know. That, that was the cool experience of that because you got to, I don't know, a lot of albums had things in them, like supplements and, and, and things like that. Well, like Sgt. Pepper, for example, had this this cardboard pullout that had like, yeah. you know, fake mustaches and, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. You know, if you have one of those that's still in good shape, that's valuable. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a valuable you know piece of art that was in an album intentionally. I'll have to do, uh, uh, revisit this uh, particular uh, bit of information, but the, the Rolling Stones' Some Girls album. Yeah. Originally, I don't know if they actually released it or not, but if you have one of those, I guess it's pretty valuable. But they printed them up and they had, you know, they have all the wigs. It was all the, the female wigs that they're wearing. Yeah. And one of them was called the Lucille Ball wig. Well, when Lucille Ball found out about that, she sued them and said, hey, don't you dare use my name on your album thing. So they had to recall the album and then make it like redheaded wig or something like that. And the thing, you're talking like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars that one record alone is worth if you have that particular cover with uh, the thing. I'm pretty sure they probably started selling it. But I'll have to go back and look. I don't yeah. want to be uh, wrong about that. But but I know that was at least the story was that she got upset. Yeah, you wouldn't the, find that today. Well, there's no valuable. There's no value in an MP3. No, there there's are, no there's no tangible 
value. It's never going to increase in value or decrease in value. It's always just going to be there. And get this shiznit. You ready? Yeah. I Because I found out about this probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago. When you, like, you buy buy an MP3 from iTunes, you don't even own it. No. They own it. And you're just kind of using it until if they decide, let's pull that out from you. That happened to me with Amazon. I purchased probably 10 years ago on when Amazon Prime started becoming a thing. Or yeah. even it was Amazon Video. I think it wasn't really as expansive as it was now. But I purchased Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. For the kids, like okay. the original claymation thing, because I'm like, you know what? I'm always sick of trying to find this every year. Let me just uh, buy it. It's gone. I don't have it. Yeah. And it's because- Because if, if they lose the licensing yeah. of a certain thing, they what, just, they eliminate it. What a bunch of crap. I've seen that before. You remember when you know I, iTunes was a real big thing? I'd download a whole album, and there'd be certain songs missing for that very reason. That's-, that's It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's egregious. It's the worst of my public humiliations. Uh, and there you go. That's uh, We don't have enough time to do all the rest of them. but uh, And you know what? It's really stupid stuff anyway. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock. We, we just had to get through to 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock on Rock 102.